Uncensored Sass, the podcast. My name is Rye. And I'm Julia. In this podcast, we discuss our facts and opinions on a variety of topics. This week, we're discussing Black Friday and commercialism. So let's go ahead and start. When you hear the term Black Friday, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Camping in front of retail locations. It's just a lot of people skipping actual Thanksgiving and camping out in front of like the Walmart or Target for like 12 to 14 hours a day for mediocre sales in my opinion. So have you ever participated in a Black Friday event? I actually have. When I was early 20s we had dinner at my family's because I wasn't going to skip it so I wasn't going to do the whole camping thing but me and my significant other took my siblings as soon as we finished Thanksgiving dinner and went out and then we waited till midnight. So we were there probably about four or five hours just waiting for them to open. Because a lot of like at the time, a lot of the stores opened at midnight. And so we waited until midnight for them to open. What was it like to partake in a Black Friday event? So it was... Not as crazy as you see it on the news. I was pretty happy. What was pretty weird is how they had the store laid out. So, like, we went to a Walmart just to go experience Black Friday at least once. And in the food sections, like, where you'd find bacon in, like, the refrigerated area, they had, like, display cases of DVDs and video games. And it was, like, a long line that took you through the entirety of the store. And as you got, went through the line, you got to pick different things. And like some things, like DVDs, you could only take like a maximum of two. And it was so bizarre because it was so completely opposite of what your normal shopping experience is like at these retailers. It was mind-bogglingly odd because of all the, the weird placements. Like, buy vegetables they had tvs set up it wasn't so hectic and chaotic they had it pretty well managed it was just the oddness in the layout because they were like this is how we're gonna have them go through and this is what they're gonna get and it was just it was interesting there was a lot of shoving a lot of pushing a lot of people being rude but for the most part the employees had it under control and i didn't feel unsafe It's interesting the comparison between what you hear about a Black Friday event on the news and in the media as opposed to what you actually experienced. So I think it varies year to year as well as business to business. So one Walmart in, say, Florida or the Midwest might have a chaotic event that might lead to some actual property damage, people being injured or anything like that, possibly a death. Whereas yours was very organized is what it sounded like. And they were even limiting you on what you, the amount of things you could buy. Oh yeah. And I don't necessarily think my experience is indicative or even reflective of the, what is common. It's just, I definitely think it is more chaotic than I experienced. And I never went back to do it again. Like it still wasn't very enjoyable, but it was fun to be like, okay, well I did it at least once, you know, now I know. Now I can at least say that I've I've gone out and done it. Yeah. But it's not something that like I look forward to and I save up every year for those Black Friday sales. 
Honestly, I'd rather pre-purchase and lay away if I'm going to do something like that than just, like, dump my entire, like, savings in one night on something I may or may not be able to attain. Yeah. And, I mean, that makes sense. A lot of it seems to be very impulsively wanting these things or buying these things. Because, to me, Black Friday seems like the opposite of a smart shopper. Like, you waited until just after Thanksgiving to buy all these future Christmas gifts or to buy all these selfish items for yourself and your family. Yeah. As opposed to saving up and trying to buy them throughout the year. Yeah. And I definitely don't pretend to, like, know what I'm going to get. I usually... I'm really bad. So I usually buy all my Christmas presents right before Christmas. I'm so bad about it. Because I just get so caught up in my work that I usually forget. And then Christmas Eve, I've kind of created this tradition for myself where I'm wrapping presents like a madman. And it's crazy because I love Christmas. I love Christmas so much. I love the feeling, the environment that Christmas creates outside of retail. Because inside of retail, it's just horrible. But outside of the retail aspect, the environment that Christmas creates is just spectacular and I love it. It brings me so much happiness. But I definitely cannot imagine every year being like, this one day I'm gonna go just drop all of my monies. And I'm someone who's done one Black Friday. I walked in with like $300 and I was like, this is what I'm gonna spend. And then I walked out spending, you know, all of it. But, but I've also worked retail on Black Friday. And oh my God. It is so awful. I ruined a brand new pair of shoes in one day, and it was on Black Friday. I worked at Macy's, local to where I am, and it was my first seasonal job. And it was just ridiculous. I had gotten a new pair of shoes, because at Macy's, I don't know if Macy's is still this way. I don't know if all Macy's are this way. But at Macy's, we couldn't wear sneakers. We had to wear nice flats or like heels now they didn't have to be like stilettos or pumps but they had to be like classy like we were pretending to be a boutique off broadway or something or something off of you know hollywood boulevard where not necessarily the boulevard but maybe like something off of melrose where it's bougie high class high price tag all that's this is macy's okay this isn't like it's not Valenciaga. It's not Gucci. It's not any of that. My feet were so destroyed at the end of that night. I actually had to go into Walmart. Like, after everyone had gone home from their Black Friday craze. And, you know those electronic wheelchairs at, like, a Walmart? Mm -hmm. I had to use one of those because my feet were so swollen, I could not walk. Wow. And, like, the amount of looks that I got, it was crazy. I got, like, these crazy, like, dirty looks. But then they'd look at my feet and they were like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they were so red and swollen. Like, I had to get new shoes because I had to work the next day. It didn't matter that my feet were fucked. I had, to get, I had to work the next day. You have experience from the other side. Yeah. I was just about to say, like, I've never gone to a Black Friday event and I've never worked on a Black Friday event. I just basically... I've been lucky enough in my life to be able to avoid it. Yeah. So most of my jobs, if I do work on a Black Friday, it's not related to retail. It's just my job happens to be open that day. Yeah. Um, 
But one of the things that like I found really interesting was that they required you to come into work the next day as though they had they were completely oblivious of what they just put you through. Yeah, because I don't matter. When you work at a retail location at Black Friday, unless for some reason they just like adore their their employees. But if you're just a seasonal, like you're supposed to work fast, work efficient, upsell the credit cards, get the go backs done and be attentive to every single person who's in your area at all times. And if you can't manage that, they will find someone else to do it and you are out of a job. Uh, Because at the time, you know, we were just taking the abuse. Yeah. You know, there were people lining up to to work these awful, awful jobs with these awful management. Yeah, I can imagine. So let's go into a little bit of the history of Black Friday. What do you know about that, if anything? So generally speaking, I know that the rush, like the big Christmas rush, happens between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and I don't know exactly when it started but and I don't exactly know why I can kind of make my best guess my best guess is that it's kind of like the launching point for the Christmas purchasing rush where everything is committed to Christmas and that's kind of all that I know like retail wise it's the start of that chapter of the year Okay, so the term Black Friday, it's got a couple of different sources that I was able to find. There is a blackfriday.com where I was able to find some information, and then there's also history.com. So first of all, the blackfriday.com says the term Black Friday originated in Philadelphia in the early 1960s. Philadelphia police griped about the congested streets clogged with motorists and pedestrians heading to the Army-Navy football game looking for post deals post-Thanksgiving, calling it Black Friday. They also say that the term Black Friday in a retail sense was coined in the 1960s to mark the kickoff to the Christmas shopping season. Black refers to stores moving from the red to the black, back when accounting records were kept by hand and red ink indicated a loss and black a profit. Oh. Yeah, so ever since the start of the modern Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1924, the Friday after Thanksgiving has been known as the unofficial start to a bustling holiday shopping season. Makes sense. So you're kind of right there with a start of the bustling part of the holiday season. Yeah. And then with the history.com, they said that the first recorded use of the term Black Friday was applied not to post-Thanksgiving holiday shopping, but to the financial crisis, specifically the crash of the U.S. gold market in September 24th, 1869. Huh. So two notorious ruthless Wall Street financiers, Jay Good and Jim Fisk, worked together to buy up as much gold as they could, hoping to drive the prices skyrocket and sell it for an astonishing profit. On that Friday in September... The conspiracy finally unraveled, sending the stock market into a freefall, bankrupting everyone from Wall Street barons to farmers. Damn. So that's where the first use of Black Friday has ever been recorded. That's insane. Yeah. That isn't to say that the modern version of it isn't equivalent. I mean, I would consider people trampling over each other and killing one another for a TV a Black Friday, if there ever was one. Yeah. None of that surprises me. Like... The top 1% greed is unfathomable. 
and the lengths at which people will go is equally as unfathomable for me. I don't think the purchasing gold, I don't think that one has any real correlation to the shopping one. I think the more applicable one is the first story you gave me, mm-hmm. which it means it's like kind of like a, um, like the roads are blacked out because they're so packed. They're not moving. Like, and that makes sense because that's honestly, from a retail, retail perspective, that's how it feels. But oh my God, like, it's just horrendous. Horrendous. I don't think I would ever participate in a Black Friday event ever again. And I'm so glad that other other things exist other than having to go into a store and purchase because the holiday season is a crazy time to go shopping um, in general. I try not to, <laughs> which is why I, I end up putting it off for too long and then I, I, I panic purchase, which is where they get me. Another thing I wanted to cover, because we've talked about Black Friday, which often is referred to in the modern sense the physical shopping sense of you know Christmas shopping or whatever all these special deals you physically go into a store you physically deal with the crowds how do you feel about Cyber Monday Cyber Monday I like Cyber Monday because a I'm at home b no one's gonna trample me um and c I can buy everything at once without worrying if it's on the shelf or not. Um, You know, a downside is that the sites might crash because of overpopulation and um, products that are purchased may run out in the, you know, whatever warehouses they come from before I can get my my package. But overall, I prefer Cyber Monday to just about any other like big sales day just for like safety reasons so that leads me into my next question of scalpers and what you know of them so scalpers are famously talked about around concerts you'll always see like scalpers outside with like a handful of tickets selling the tickets for like double the price when the when the concert has sold out Right? So then they're just like, ooh, you know, demand is high. So what do I do? I meet the demand and you're going to pay what I say you're going to pay because otherwise you're not going to see Taylor Swift or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. But what's little known is that like Facebook Marketplace and like eBay and Craigslist, that's all full of scalpers too. And what they do is they buy, let's take it back to something more recently. Recently, Home Depot sold, like, a 12-foot skeleton for Halloween, right? And it was really popular in my area. So what would happen is people would show up to Home Depot at the butt crack of dawn, like, right as they open, and they would buy all of the 12-foot skeletons that were on the shelf, and then they would resell them on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, for one and a half to two times the price. Because they knew that as soon as those skeletons sold out and they sold out fast that people were going to want them and they would pay whatever they had to and drive however far they needed to to get them and very similar things happen around christmas there's always a hot ticket item around christmas whether it be tvs or like the puppy patrol toy of the season or whatever 
there's always a hot ticket item that scalpers are going to purchase in bulk and sell for a huge price tag. And although I understand, like, if someone were like, oh, I bought three of these because I thought my niece and nephew would want these, they turned out to be interested in other things because they're separate human beings. I understand that and that's fine. But when you're purchasing things with the intention of selling them and gouging the price, that is disgusting. That is disgusting and you are a garbage human being if you do that. I cannot be swayed. <laughs> you will not change my mind. So I just kind of wanted to get your idea of how you feel about modern day scalpers, specifically when it comes to Cyber Monday, when it comes to Black Friday events. The NVIDIA graphics cards, or the PS5s, or the Animal Crossing Sanrio crossover cards. Mm -hmm. All scalped just so that somebody can hold them in a warehouse with hopes of selling them for three times the price. Yeah. Again, garbage human beings. You will not change my mind. Come at me. I think it's harder to manage the quantity that people buy digitally because, and especially when it comes to scalpers, because usually what this takes is that, like, per X account, you can, you know, per whatever account, you can buy X amount of product, right? Well, how hard is it to set up five, six, seven accounts. Mm -hmm. All you need are, are emails, right? So, because they don't, at least in my understanding, they're not going to track, oh, you can only purchase X amount of this item with this debit card or this bank account because they want their money. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that they're the same person because they've got separate accounts. So, although they can, like, make some of these measures to where they can limit how much you can purchase, they're still going to get them. Yeah. So it's kind of hard because although for me, I feel safer at home just purchasing shit online, right? At the same time, I understand that like these scalpers are also safely purchasing shit in the comfort of their own home. Yeah. So, and then when it comes to the NVIDIA cards, especially when it came to this pandemic that we're still in, by the way, they were able to predict, like, hey, people are going to be at home for whoever knows how long. I bet they're going to want to be on their computers. People are going to want be wanting to build computers. People who didn't live on their computers before, they're going to be now because people are going to start working from home, whatever. And prediction-wise, I'm impressed because, like, they nailed it on the head. Still garbage human beings, though, because it meant that in order to get one of these cards you're shelling out thousands of dollars because they're just nowhere to be found. I do remember at the start and mid-2020, when the pandemic really hit, that there was mm -hmm. a shortage of a lot of that stuff. Luckily, I was in a position yeah. to not need it, but I do remember hearing about a lot of it. Like I said, the NVIDIA card thing, that happens in September 2020. Yeah. So we were, like, mid-lockdown for most people. Yeah. And... If you didn't have a PC by then, you definitely needed one. Yeah. So it became a situation where you go to NVIDIA to buy this piece you know you need, and it is not available. Just out of stock. Yeah. And I think 
for me, what I want to stress the importance of in the seriousness of the scalpers is their usage of bots. It's not like one person with a mouse clicking on all of these things. Oh, no. It's the utilization of these programs that buys out hundreds of these products within seconds of them going on sale. Within seconds. Yeah. So some ordinary gamer, if you guys want to go look it up, it's his review on the NVIDIA scalpers from September 2020. But he talks about somebody who saved up money to buy this card and within three minutes could not buy it. Within three minutes of it going on sale. Wow. That is ridiculous because they were sold out because of these bots. Yeah. Within seconds. Yeah. It's obscene. A lot of things happened like that during the pandemic. Like we decided to get a switch in the pandemic and we worked really hard. It was really hard to get a switch. I actually had someone, I was gonna purchase a switch from a private party and I had sent them the money and they never gave me the switch. And so like these digital money sending companies like Cash App and Venmo, they don't really have anything set up for that. So they basically, I paid $300 for a switch. And that is a lot more than you would pay for a Switch retail. And this happened to be through Cash App. And so I messaged Cash App. I was like, hey, this person stole my money. I sent them a refund and they've not given me anything. Cash App was like, well, that sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean that sucks? They stole from me through your program. You're not going to support me or help me in any way. They were like, no, no, we don't have anything for that. And I think that's something that's a real issue with scalpers is that you can send them money in one of these programs and they cannot give you what you paid for and that's just okay these programs won't support you when you get robbed like that what i found was relatively interesting in the video was somebody was selling an image of a graphics card on ebay for 500 plus dollars an image an image they were like, upon purchasing this, you will receive in your email a PDF of the image of the graphics card you just purchased. Oh my god. One person didn't even have it. They said pre-order confirmed. They didn't even have the card. And they wanted over $1,000 for it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just the depths people will go to in order to make an extra dollar. As opposed to, I don't know, getting a job. Or, I don't know, doing an actual service for people. Capitalism fucking sucks. And it benefits no one but the 1%. That's it. Capitalism fucking sucks and I'm so sick of it. It's a matter of people taking advantage of the less fortunate. You spend months, if not years, saving up for this thing you know you want. You may not know exactly what it is, depending on availability, but you know you want it, right? You want this next-gen console. You want this next-gen graphics card. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on its demand, not available. Yeah. Within seconds. Like, that. I cannot emphasize how crazy that is. Yeah. Like, we're real people. Like, this is happening to real people. I know. It's not, like, just some story. Going back to Black Friday specifically... I would say, let's all go to Cyber Monday instead, but then we've got this back-end issue that people are not addressing. Yes, it's fun to shop from home. Yeah. Yes, it's easier and you can avoid the crowds. Yeah. Do you have to pay for shipping? Kind of. Depends on the service. 
it may or may not be cheaper than going into the physical store, mm -hmm. but you have to weigh your options. I just wanted to emphasize like the commercialism of Black Friday as opposed to buying gifts that should be you're buying it just because you want them or you're buying them just because you want to give them to your family as a good gesture, as a good gift, is lost yeah. when you add in all this extra stuff. Some years it gets to be so frustrating that, and I feel, okay, personally I feel like this is taking the easy way out because of who I am, but as an artist I just kind of sometimes default to making things for people because I don't want to deal with all that bullshit. I'd rather right go purchase art materials which on the grand scheme is something that's less likely to be purchased as a christmas present and go make christmas presents for pe the people that i intend to give them to it takes time it takes resources it takes skill but my identity is not stolen i don't get robbed of hundreds of dollars i don't get trampled i don't get exposed to the cold the flu this year covid i just Sometimes I wish that it were more normalized in making gifts, regardless of your skill level, because you can actually take time. And a given, I understand that time is a luxury that a lot of people don't have, but oh my God, the alternative is so daunting and unattractive that it's, it's amazing that anybody purchases gifts. Yeah, and I think like the want to do that means more than your ability to do that yeah and that's what should matter you know it's the idea of like oh it's the thought that counts and my family knows i love them they know that i would shower them in gifts and that i would do anything for them if they needed and i could do it yeah but the reality is i can't do all those things all i can do is love them and i would hope that for the majority of them that's good enough but for some families, for some reason, it's not. And there's always that aspect of you get the family member who feels the need to buy love from people. Yeah. And for me, when it comes to Black Friday, when it comes to these deals, when it comes to purchasing way overly expensive things for somebody, it comes to that idea. The, the immediate picture I get in my mind is either the grandmother that has a ton of money or the soccer mom that needs this for her little Timmy. It's the validation that I am a good mom. I am a good parent. I am a good grandmother, grandfather, because I purchase all this stuff for them. When in reality, as a grandchild, I want you to be actually invested in my life. I don't want you to buy me the most expensive vest on the shelf. I want you to show up. I want you to be interested in me, not what you can, you know, stand in line and talk about all the stories that you got from my mom about me. Yeah. Because that's what happens. These price tag family members stand in line and talk about stories that they were told. They didn't experience those. They didn't get to see when I made a goal on my soccer team, when I hit a perfect spike for volleyball, when I did anything in Girl Scouts. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of lead us back into it. There's a couple of interesting facts, and this I got from the businessleader.co.uk. So this is all going to be in pounds, but it is kind of an overall idea of what the Black Friday mindset is, because it's the psychology of Black Friday, which apparently the UK has too. Little did I know prior to doing this research. Makes sense, though. I'm going to read a couple of these off to you. According to Finder, Brits plan to spend an estimated of 
4.8 million pounds on Black Friday and Cyber Monday purchases this year of 2021. On average, Brits will spend 275 pounds this year. This is a 7% or 20 pounds less than the last year's figure. Studies have shown that grabbing a good deal makes us feel a strong sense of achievement and satisfaction. Limited time offers appeal to our cognitive bias called loss aversion or anticipatory regret. Words like sale, deal, and bargain can trigger the natural reward system in our brain. Most Black Friday deals are advertised using the color red, which is well at capturing our attention and has developed certain emotional connotations over time. We shop for escapism simply because we are looking for a way to get away from the stress of our jobs and daily lives. That's so interesting because I know people who will buy stuff that they'll never use, that they've never used, just because it was on sale. And that is so crazy that it mentioned that like psychological trigger that the term sale and the color red that they that they do that it's, it's all it's all by design but it's so crazy because i do know people who will just like oh i got these like diabetes test strips but you're not diabetic yeah but it was on sale okay but someone with diabetes could use that like they needed that and you bought them you don't need that but i might and it's the same concept of like couponing well, if I buy three mouthwashes, I get one free. Well, yeah, but then you have four mouthwashes. You don't need that many. Well, I'll just save them. Why? Especially when it comes to things that have an expiration date. People don't seem to understand that toothpaste, makeup, canned food, they have expiration dates. Yeah. And the idea of buying excess just because it was on sale is almost a hoarder's mentality. Yeah. You end up with a plethora of stuff you don't need and it just takes up space and you end up not using all of it. What are you doing? It's just sitting on the shelf getting dusty expiring. And like, I understand that a lot of this mentality comes from a time where as a, like, as a country, we didn't have excess. So the ability to have excess and to have what you need at any given time is a considered like a luxury because not too long ago we dealt with, you know, a lot of shortages. You know, the Great Depression was less than 100 years ago. Yeah, it was maybe two generations ago. Yeah, so like this mentality of saving up and stockpiling comes from that trauma response of that time. And I understand that. But... There's no reason that, like, our parents and ourselves should be behaving this way because we don't need that. Yeah. The last bit of information I had was just a list of statistics that I looked up. We don't have to go through all of them, but I did think a couple of them were worth noting. And it was just mainly the difference between the buying patterns over the pandemic. It's just an interesting statistic to look at. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Okay, so over the years, Black Friday and Cyber Monday 
have vied for dominance. In 2020, Cyber Monday was the top day consumers plan to shop, with 30% saying they plan to shop Cyber Monday sales compared to the 24% saying that they plan to shop on Black Friday. Makes sense. So I'm just going to stop there because I have something to say, which is I was surprised to even find out that anything was open on Black Friday in 2020. I mean, money is king. Yeah, but what? So that, like, to me is, like, mind-boggling that anybody was like, I'm going to shop on Black Friday in 2020. And I'm like, there was stuff open? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think, right? So the timeline of the pandemic was, like, the very first case was found in, like, what was it, November of 2019. And it didn't actually start ravaging the country until February-ish 2020, in which case... Our first lockdown hit right after, like, right at the end of February, right at the beginning of March. And everyone was like, okay, two weeks and we're all going to hit back to work. Well, that didn't happen. And so then the longer we're stuck home, the more pandemic deniers started popping their head up. And so by the time December rolls around, yeah, we're still all locked up. But there's so many people denying the pandemic and so many people fighting these closures and the cities and the counties and states would open and shut and open and shut. It doesn't surprise me, honestly, that anybody was open because a lot of these things and a lot of the people who would go were, oh, it's nothing but a cold. Oh, it's, it's just a pandemic. The, the government planned this. And so in that creates a market of people who are going to spend their money at these businesses just for existing just for opening their doors because they need money to go back into the local economy and it's like yeah okay i get that we can't just be dying over a barbie doll because you went to walmart didn't wear your mask because the walmart employee didn't feel like fighting you on it and you got covid and died over a barbie doll so the next one is in 2020 thanksgiving weekend drew 186.4 million U.S. shoppers. Oh, wow. That was down 1.7% from 2019. 1.7%, that's it? Yeah. When the same weekend drew 189.6 million U.S. shoppers. Whoa. That was in 2019. That is obscene. Millions of people. Yeah, so that weekend that we're talking about was not just a couple of people. 186.4 million U.S. shoppers mid-pandemic, mid-lockdown. That is insane. The same statistics, same line of statistics. Thanksgiving weekend drew in 165.8 million shoppers in 2018 and 174.6 million shoppers in 2017. So the two years prior, it was still in the millions, but a significant difference. Obviously, the highest one is going to be 2019, but only by 1.7%. I'm just fucking shameful. That weekend, that Black Friday sale is not about you buying gifts anymore. It is not about your loved ones. It is not about you showing your love and affection by making sure that they get that PS5. It is purely sport. It's about flaunting wealth. Yeah. People were not making their rent. People were not paying their electricity bills. And so to be able to go out and do the extravagant shopping that is holiday shopping, Black Friday shopping. All that is is showing off your wealth. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, I can't really 
mention anything else because it's like you think this idea of black friday sales well if you have to wait till black friday it must mean that you don't have a lot of money right so that's why you have to wait till the sale right but the thing is when you're struggling to pay rent when you're struggling to put food on the table because of the pandemic and then you hear that the only difference between pre-pandemic and current pandemic was 1.7 percent then you understand that it's not the people that are struggling It's the people who have some but don't want to spend it. Yeah. Between the two years, we're talking about Black Friday as a whole. We've talked about the history of it. We've talked about the terms. We've talked about the idea of purchasing gifts for somebody when that person only just wants you to be there as a person. They don't need the gifts. They need you. Mm -hmm. And yet here we have the example of people going out, risking their own lives and the lives of their loved ones to partake in what is now what I would consider a sport. Yeah. You're risking your life to do this thing. So just to put things in perspective, when I had mentioned those numbers and I don't want to gloss over this idea, right? And I'm not trying to harp on it. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but because it is the topic at hand, let's go over this Because I just want to put it in your brain how serious this was. Sure, yeah. In 2020, 186.4 million U.S. shoppers partook in Black Friday. The U.S. population is only 329.5 million people. That's insane. Yeah. How many of them died from COVID? We'll probably never know, honestly. But how many of them were exposed, got sick, and died from COVID? Yeah. Over a TV. There is not a single item at any Walmart, Target, or elsewhere that is worth dying over. Yeah. And just to find out, like, the only difference between pre-pandemic and current pandemic was 1.7%, and over half the population partook in the Black Friday sales. I just, I can't wrap my mind around why people would do that. For shame. Yeah. For shame. And you know what's crazy is I went shopping at Walmart a handful of times between... October and January and I'm a person who exists with a high baseline of anxiety so I am even like heightened like I was wearing masks before the CDC was like hey you should wear masks I was already doing it right and so this is a time when Walmart Target and these retailers had a fifth of the capacity level that they would normally so out of a a massive Walmart store, right? Imagine a huge Walmart store, maybe 50 people could be in it at any time, excluding, you know, employees, of course. But as per consumers, which means you're standing outside and waiting in lines six feet apart, hopefully, for hours longer than they would have already been standing at a regular Black Friday. So I imagine the wait time to get into these things was doubled if not tripled it's ridiculous did you want to look at some of the links that i provided for black friday deals to kind of get an idea as to whether or not any of this would be worth going into these stores yeah i don't know if uh i would consider them worth but i will open them up which one do you want me to open up first so since we talked about it let's go ahead and look at walmart let's go see what they have to offer okay so let's start with Electronics, that's always a big one, especially with TVs and computers. Okay. And it's the first listed. So some of these, not all of them, but some of them will tell you the price they were before they were discounted. Yeah. We do get an idea as to like how much these AirPods Pro were going to be, how much this Gateway 15.6 inch 
ultra slim notebook was going to be. We don't get that for the Beat Solo. We don't get that for the Vizio 70 inch. Yeah. So we can't compare that to anything, but we can compare some of them. So I think that's a good thing to know is how much of a deal you actually are getting. Can I can I throw in a little conspiracy theory? Sure. And I don't know if this is real. So that's why I title it as a conspiracy theory. I think that these retailers up the prices of these items all year round. Like they just have them hyped up just enough so that when they roll the price back for black friday like they're just barely below actual retail value because otherwise they lose so much money so i feel like they hike up these prices just to roll them back a little bit for black friday so they don't lose any money and so you're basically paying what actual retail price would be so i don't know the ins and outs specifically of the retail aspect of every store But I can say having worked as somebody who has set prices for a retail setting, that you're not too far off. That is generally how it works. So what's going to happen is depending on your profit margin, you're going to set the prices for how much you want to make on that item. So for example, let's say a soda costs 50 cents to make. It costs 50 cents to make that particular liquid and put in that bottle and give you that. So you can buy that soda from the company for 50 cents per bottle. Obviously, you're going to be buying in bulk. Then you get that soda, you bring it into your store, and now you get to set your own personal profit margin. So you spent 50 cents on this soda, you now get to charge $1.50, so you make a dollar for every soda you sell. Yeah. So when it comes to these Black Friday sales, what would have been a say, oh, well, we're just going to Black Friday sale it so you can buy it at what we bought it at, 50 cents. But no, you still want to make a profit. So you're going to do a 25% or a 50% mark off. So that 50 cent soda, you're still making at least 50 cents off of it. So you're at least still breaking even or you're still making a 25 cent profit off of it. So they're never going to sell it to you for what they bought it for. Do you think Apple AirPods Pro actually cost... $197 to make. No way. You think all of that actually costs that? Or do you think that a large portion of that, maybe the $100 mark on there, is what Walmart wants to make? Absolutely. Like, they're just cutting it out of their profit. Yeah, so we don't know what their profit margins are for each individual item, but we can pretty much guarantee that these sales are not going to hurt them at all. No. If anything, the amount they'll sell comparatively will double their profits. Oh, yeah. If not triple them. Easily. It is a win-win for them regardless. Yeah. So we want to look at some of the items they have on here for sale and see what would you be willing to experience another Black Friday for, if anything, on here. Okay. So let me just start by saying, since we mentioned the AirPods Pro, their original price listed is 197 and their Black Friday deal is one fifty nine. That is, that's like a forty ish. That's like a thirty ish between thirty and forty dollar difference. That's not enough to make me go out and buy them. That's not enough for me to think like, oh yeah, that's a Black Friday deal. No, that's just like a regular deal. Cause see, like some of these, like the MSI Optics gaming monitor. Originally priced at two fifty nine, it's down to one eighty eight. That's not a huge difference, but that's enough that I would be like, oh, okay, I would consider purchasing that monitor for that price because that's under two hundred dollars, not taxes included. 
for me, that's a decent cut in price. And then the MSI GF63 Thin Gaming Laptop. So to go from almost 700 to almost 500, that's a $200 difference. That $200 that I save at that laptop could go to that monitor. And that's kind of where they get you, I think. Yeah, provided you're willing to spend $700. A hundred percent. But still, like, if you're in the market for a gaming laptop, that's a pretty good deal. Especially for MSI, a known gaming brand, uh, like a reputable gaming brand. That's a pretty dang good deal. And I would consider, no guarantees that I'm just going to, like, jump out of my seat and go do it. But I would consider doing that. Oh, and the Lenovo right next to the MSI goes from $909.99, all the nines, to $699. That's a pretty decent cut also. So just to put it out there, we're not shitting on people who enjoy Black Friday. No. What we were shitting on prior was the pandemic people who wanted to go out and do that mid-pandemic. Like, what the fuck? Okay, first of all. But we're not completely guilt-free when it comes to taking advantage of a good deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're what we would consider smart shoppers as well. We're going to go out and if there's a deal, we're going to purchase it if we have the money for it. Yeah. If you want to partake in Cyber Monday, if you want to physically go out there, as long as you're safe about it. But this is the idea that, like, putting these sales before your loved ones or making these sales about an idea of purchasing this for your loved one or purchasing this for yourself as opposed to being safe as opposed to quality time with somebody it's not a replacement for that and dollar signs aren't gonna fix those things no 100 so i want to kind of preface that because we're looking at this and you're saying like oh yeah i would totally buy that that isn't to say that you're retracting on your feelings prior this is to you as a consumer saying, this is why I would go out there and this is how they get you to do that. Yeah. Because you're enticed by these things. You would want these things. You may even later on purchase these things. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you condone the behavior that happens. You don't condone people trampling employees to death. You don't condone people risking getting and spreading COVID no. in order to purchase A laptop for $200 less than it normally is. And look, I think everyone saw it mid-pandemic, people going to retail locations without a mask and fighting the retail employees about wearing their masks. Like, look, it's not their fault. They don't want to be in a mask. I like the masks. I personally really like the masks. And I think it's a good practice to keep up, especially since our cold and flu season gets so crazy rampant. Imagine our cold and flu season with our masks. 2020, we basically had zero cold and flu season because of masks. Imagine, you don't have to take time off of work because you don't have a cold. You don't have the flu. What a concept. But it's the ones that wanted to go out without the mask and they wanted to yell and scream about their personal liberties at these retail employees who are just like, look, I'm just trying to do my job. I cannot control the pandemic. I understand you don't want to wear a mask. You also don't have to shop here. This is a private business and you do not have to shop here. We do not have to accept your business. That's where my biggest complaint and my biggest gripe is. There was so much of that in 2020. It was disgusting. I mean, it was still happening in 2021. So, I mean, it probably still is happening today. Oh, I guarantee it is. But we get this hindsight of looking back in this mid-crisis, which I feel like today with the vaccines and, you know, people with more social awareness, 
we're less in that state. So we can look back on it a year later and think like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. If you didn't learn your lesson then, you should definitely know it now. And I definitely think that comparatively, it is a different world now as it was last year. I'm not under lockdown. I don't have alerts coming to my phone telling me to shelter in place. Yeah. Like that alone set in its own level of panic during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So why is it that I was sheltering in place and yet half of the American populace was shopping at Walmart? Yeah. I'm certainly not jealous, but I'm baffled at the fact that it didn't matter to so many people. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I understand the need to get out of the house. Cabin fever is real and it's a real problem. Honestly, there were more divorces and separations and loss of relationships during COVID than I think any other any other year. And so like, there were definitely times when I went out when it was like, not necessarily because I needed something, I just needed oxygen. I needed air. I needed something other than the four walls of my house. But still, I wasn't like going to the movie theaters. It was more like going for a drive. It was more like, oh, you need something? Okay, I'll go get it. I got you. Yeah. Because I need to get out. And so, like, that's reasonable. Let's not ignore that mental health is important. Absolutely. 100%. It is important when you need space, when you need fresh air, when you need to get out and get some vitamin D, even in med-pandemic. But the important thing was that we were doing it safely. Yeah. And to me, participating in a Black Friday event, given all of the history that it had years prior, not safe. Not safe. And I definitely understand, and I'm not going to, like, shame anybody for needing to get out. It's literally just the crazy crowds, the being unsafe, the anti-mask mentality. I just don't get it. I'll never be behind it. If you're going to go out, just be safe. That's it. Like, it's not that hard. It's not just for you. It's for me as well, because you don't know if the person next to you who is masked up, who is using hand sanitizer, you don't know what their story is. The person next to you could be autoimmune deficient and they might live alone and they need to go get their own toilet paper. But it doesn't mean that they're any less deserving of the same basic necessities as you and I. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's, it's that me, me, me mentality. It's not about you. It's about us as a whole. As a whole, we are not okay. And you're not making it any easier because you're selfishly just like me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I understand that. It's not about you, perfectly healthy person. It's about you being in the same room as someone who may not be perfectly healthy, who may not even know that they're autoimmune deficient. It is very much that me and mine mentality. It's more about, I want mine, it's me and mine, I'm going to take care of my own. Who gives a fuck about you? It's not about your fellow man to me, comes across as this very selfish mentality. The same people who would tell you every extra cent they earn from their job goes to this charity. They'll donate to the local homeless shelter. And yet when a crisis rolls around, it's more about let me buy up all the damn toilet paper. Yeah. Meanwhile, people are struggling to keep their jobs. People are struggling to pay rent, put food on the table. You can't walk to your grocery store and get some milk, a loaf of bread, Because some asshole who thinks that donating to charity once a year makes them a good person cared more about them and theirs than their fellow man. Yeah. I can never wrap my mind around that. Selfishness is equivalent to evil in my mind. That you are 
an evil person if the only thing you care about is yourself and yours and you. If it affects you personally, if you can trample on people to get ahead, you're the equivalent of a villain. If this was a comic book, you'd be the villain. Yeah. And to me, I feel like that's a lot of where my resentment towards people that would risk their life and their loved one's lives to buy something on a Black Friday mid-pandemic, that's kind of where that's coming from. Yeah. You don't give a shit about your fellow man. You wouldn't be doing this if you did. No. When it comes to the average Black Friday, the same mentality arises. Mm -hmm. In the video I shared with you, the fascinating horror, if anybody wants to go watch it, in this story, people were lined up all night waiting to get into this store. When the doors opened, they trampled an employee to death. Yeah, that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. There's no sale worth killing for. You know, and there's been fist fights broken out. There have been people that, like, literally the item in question was broken and, sh like, shredded to pieces because they wanted it so bad they'd rip it from each other. You know, somebody had mentioned, I think it was in the same video they'd mentioned, where a lady brought pepper spray and pepper sprayed the crowd. Oh, my God. And she wasn't criminalized for it. I think she even turned around and tried to sue the store she bought it from because they created an unsafe environment that she felt she needed to bring pepper spray. And she pepper sprayed the crowd, which included average person, old person, children. She didn't care. Oh my god. Yeah. These are the horrors that we're talking about. We're talking about people that don't give a shit about the average person for something as simple as a 50% off sale. Like, oh, the deals though. Like, it's not worth your life. And it's not worth the life of other people. Like, how evil do you have to be? Normally, I am on the side of the consumer on something like this, where it is the obligation of the retailer to create a safe environment. And to a certain degree, that's true, and I still hold to that. It is on Walmart and Target's shoulders for the most part. But these are grown-ass adults who need to be held accountable for their own fucking actions. Like, you can't do this in elementary school. You couldn't behave like that. Like, how many of these adults would have been allowed to behave like that as a child? None of them. Not one. And they'll go home, and they'll reprimand their own children for behaving better. Still not great, but better than they do on Black Friday. It's always a, oh, do as mommy says, not do as mommy does. That's horseshit, and you fucking know it. Be better. It's not that fucking hard. Yeah. And for what? For a TV that'll be obsolete next year? And that's why it's on sale? Oh my god. For a toy your kid's gonna play with for a month and then forget about? Or break? Yeah. The only thing I could think of doing something like this for would be if it was a life-saving thing. You know? And even then, you should care more about the people around you than the people you're hurting to get to this thing. Yeah. We haven't even touched on the amount of people who buy living things for their families just to be discarded in the next month or the next week. Oh yeah, Christmas puppies? Christmas puppies, Christmas kittens. All this bullshit, these lives that are purchased for Christmas just to slap a bow on them and make a pretty picture and a cute memory, but we can't keep them because you won't pay attention and you won't take care of them. And I, as the, the responsible person who purchased it, will not take care of it. Oh. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I remember reading about Christmas puppies. 
and how right after Christmas, around January up until like March, people start getting all of these pre-adopted dogs returned to the shelters because the family can't handle it anymore. They buy or they adopt this puppy that is perfectly cute and adorable. And then like puppies do, they get older, they get bigger and they start to teethe. Because that's what puppies do. And the parents can't handle it. The dog's tearing up their carpet. The dog's tearing up their sofa. It's destroying their kids' toys and their shoes. It's pooping places. It's doing what a dog does. And they bought the dog because it was a, the equivalent of a toy to them. So they're not going to train it. They're not going to put time and effort into it. This is my kid's dog. I don't care. Or they don't get rid of the dog and they refuse to take care of it. It's now an abused animal. I'm sure there's some out there that do end up with really loving, caring families. And kudos to you for doing that. Always love and care for your animals. But in this particular sense, I could go on and on about the, the horrors I've read about and hor heard about. The only way that I have any relation to that, I got a kitten for my ninth birthday. I'd wanted a cat for years, although we've had cats, but I wanted one that was specifically mine. The other cats were like more like strays that had adopted us. So I got a kitten for my birthday. And I loved that crazy little bitch for 20 years. She went everywhere with me. When I moved out, she moved with me. It wasn't like I moved out so she stayed behind with my parents, no. And so like, I understand the excitement of like getting an animal as a present, but you have to take care of it. That's a whole ass life. She spent her whole life with me. I was everything for her. She was 20 years for me, but I was everything. I was the beginning, the middle, the end. And that's what people do not understand. They refuse to see that they may only exist for a section of our lives, but we are their whole life. It breaks my heart to think that people don't think that these dogs remember them. Yeah. And I'm, I might get a little emotional here. I'm already emotional. We're good. I remember hearing or reading this story from a vet tech who said, the hardest thing he has to deal with is when he puts dogs down yeah. and the people leave the room Yeah. because the dogs look for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It just hurts. Cause like to think that that dog was everything. Yeah. You were everything to that animal. There's people out there that will buy it as a pet for a gift Yeah. and then rehome it months later. Oh yeah. Like, that dog's not going to remember you. Like, <laughs> like, oh, it's just a dog. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, it's just a dog. Yeah, I was 100%. I, I was, okay, so this same cat that I've been talking about, I always told her she wasn't allowed to die alone. Cats have this thing that they seclude themselves when they're about to go. I told her that's bullshit. You're never doing that. We're not doing it. Have a nice day. And she passed away in my arms. But that was so important. That was so important to me that she knew till the very fucking end that I was there and that I loved her and that I would never stop loving her. And the fact that there are so many animals that don't get that, that aren't that fortunate because they get given as a gift and then they get discarded like a like piece of fucking garbage. And, and the ones who just euthanize them because now they're inconvenient because they have bad behaviors because they weren't treated well that there's no excuse for you none 
You will never change my mind. So I feel like right now is a good time for us to wrap it up. No, that's that's fine. Uh, okay. This has been Uncensored Sass. My name is Julia. If you would like to find me on my social media, my name is LoserBibi. That's L-O-S-E-R-B-I-B-I on every social media except for Twitter, which is L-O-S-E-R-B-I-B-I-I. I am also part of the Humble Bundle Partner Program. So if you would like to know more about that, feel free to find me on Twitch or follow my Discord, which you can find on my Twitch channel. And feel free to ask me about it and I would be happy to send you a link. It helps support me, it helps support my channel, and it also helps support this podcast. And my name is Rye, also the okayist. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms as the okayist. That's T-H-3 O-K-A-Y-E-S-T. Any episodes can be found early release on my fan house. That's fanhouse.app backslash the okayist. I also stream and I'm on Twitter. So I stream currently. I have a seasonal job, as uh, those who know me already know. But um, I stream on Mondays and then I'm kind of sprinkling in the rest of the days, at least for the rest of the holiday season. But I am a streamer, so you can find me on Twitch. You can find me on Twitter. Let's be friends on Twitter. I am on TikTok and Instagram. If you'd like to support the show, go ahead and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you listen to us on YouTube, please consider subscribing and leaving a thumbs up as well as a comment. We really appreciate it. That helps our that helps our exposure get wider. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We love you very, very much. You have a great day. Happy holidays to everybody who listens and who knows us. We love you very, very much. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.